Hi, I'm Camille. I'm a lifelong fan of Supernatural. I'm Miranda, and I'm watching the show for the first time. Join us as we watch a new episode every week. Welcome to our Supernatural podcast, Ramble On. Welcome to our super epic Supernatural podcast, the podcast where Misha Collins will be coming on as a guest next week. This week, we watched season one, episode eight of Supernatural, Bugs. What did you think of this episode, Camille? Um, I did not like it. You didn't and like I, it? No. You know what? I, I thought this is a very fitting episode for us to be watching because... Anybody who lives in the general area, geographical area that Camille and I live in would know about this, but there is scheduled for this year a swarm of cicadas coming. Uh, So this is almost sort of portending that. But I liked this episode. I don't know. I know that it's like Camille told me some weird statistic that it's like the most hated episode of all time. No, Uh, not anymore. No, not anymore. (laughs) This one, as far as I know, it used to be the lowest rated on IMDb, but it still wasn't that lowly rated. I think it was around a 7 out of 10. That's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. I didn't mind it, but maybe I'm just finding out that I have really bad taste. I think maybe for the year 2005 it wasn't that bad, but by today's standards... The C- mm. I'll tell you, the CGI was bad. Okay, yeah, that... Okay, I will give you that. Yeah, but the CGI was bad in Phantom Traveler, too. The plane, and that was yeah, bad. I guess you're right. But I enjoyed that one, so I'll let it pass. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, this episode was especially affecting to me because I have had a traumatic experience with a movie... That I almost think this episode was based on. I know this episode had sort of inspiration from Poltergeist. Like, they watched Poltergeist and they were like, you know, it would be really great if this movie was about bugs. Which I never have watched Poltergeist and thought. But, uh, I watched a movie when I was younger at my grandma's house called, let me see, I have the title right here. Deadly Invasion, The Killer Bee Nightmare. It's a movie from 1995. I think it was straight to TV. That was the vibe of this movie. That's a vibe of this episode. If if TV had a straight to TV, <laughs> then that would be this episode. Like straight to online. Straight to pirating. Straight, straight to Pirate Bay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This. Yeah, I definitely, I agree with you on that. Um, but if you want to imagine this episode as a movie, that's basically what I watched. But I was so young. I must have been. I was so young because the terror that I felt is not exactly it it can't really be replicated ever in my life. I'll always remember this because I was at my grandma's house. I was sitting in her living room on the floor. She's in her big recliner. We've got the old school TV up and. And I remember there was a period where my grandma started watching really inappropriate movies when I was at her house. Like, and I think maybe in her head, she just thought Miranda's old enough, enough. even though I was literally like a literal child. 
But I remember this movie was playing and I, I had this burned into my mind. The, the bees basically swarm the town pretty much like this episode. And there's a boy in the bathtub. The bees are swarming his house so much that he's in the bathtub underwater breathing through a straw. And like the top of the water is covered with bees. <laughs> and they're like crawling through the walls of the house to get to the garage. <sighs> they're getting stung so much they're dying. And I'm like a little kid sitting there too scared to tell my grandma, hey, turn this movie off, girl. This movie's too scary for me. It was like I was trapped. Do you ever, when I was a kid, I remember... Um, swimming in my grandparents' pool, and the bees were out in full force, and so we would try to escape them by diving into the water. But you can only hold your breath for so long. Oh no! I've had that experience with horse flies. Ugh, I hate horse flies. You know, I've never been. I don't think I've ever been bit by a horse fly, but they're Me they're neither. very. They're my always dad's at the always pool. like, oh, they're gonna. They'll bite you. They hurt really bad. So I'm scared of them. But I've never been stung by bee either, so. Oh, really? I, I once stepped into a... I I was playing, like, soccer mm-hmm. at my in my cul-de-sac, and I kicked the ball down into the woods. So I ran down into the woods to get the ball, and I ran right into a yellow jacket nest. Just started screaming. I didn't really know what was happening. I, I just knew... It was like instinct. That's all I remember in the moment, like was just yeah. running out of the woods. And my neighbor <laughs> was screaming at me, get over here, get over here. And then he ran and started hitting me with the broom or something. He was like sweeping <laughs> outside of his house. So he ran over to me and started whacking me with the broom to get the bees away, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but I was I didn't really get what was going on. It was just part of the crazy moment. And and then my parents ran outside to get me. And I remember this moment so specifically because we went, they brought me inside. They were like helping me, whatever. And my mom was like, I would go kill all those bees if they didn't die after they stung you. And then my dad says, oh, yeah, but those are yellow jackets. They don't actually die after they sting you. And I'm like, damn, he really just ruined that moment. Like, oh my God. Like, what's my mom supposed to do now? Go and kill all the, like, fight the bees, battle the bees in the, in the woods? That's what she promised. That's what she said. She did say that. Well, I hope your mom didn't actually go battle the bees because she might have ended up like Sam and Dean. Just <laughs> swatting at them. Bugs until they fire, go away. Blasting bug spray in the woods, burn the whole bitch down. Yeah, I will say they weren't uh they weren't very effective in this episode. No, they just and that's until it was over. Yeah, that's one of my qualms with the episode is the ending. But I don't know, should we start out talking about the ending? That was my only problem with this episode was the ending made no sense. We can start out with the beginning. Okay, good idea. Good idea. Camille is the my PR person. She really keeps me in line. Please don't listen to that because <laughs> Anything that slips through the cracks now is going to be me who's responsible. <laughs> that's true. I, I that's fine with me. <laughs> well, we can talk. What did you like about the episode? I guess oh, that's a hard question, Camille. I guess I just like the vibe of it, like all the bugs and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it was fun. I like the beat. 
I okay. This is one thing I really liked, and this is so inconsequential. Okay, but I love that they that's it was raining during this episode. I feel like I never see TV shows where it's raining. Like I feel like TV shows don't want to film when it's raining, and something happened here where they had to. But I love mm-hmm. the vibe. Uh, that's true. Like kind of a Twilight vibe. Yeah. If the vampires were uh, bugs, yes. So what did you think about the the Beatles killing the first guy and disintegrating his brain? Well, I was a little bit excited during this moment, actually. Mm-hmm. Because uh, when we did our little spreadsheet where I guess how people die, I remembered that I guessed that somebody died by falling into a sinkhole. So I felt a little vindicated oh. uh, at this moment. Okay. I know that's not exactly how he died, but yeah, uh, the beetle part actually was hard for me. The beetle part actually kind of bothered me. In what way? Just like when it crawled in his ear. Do, do you watch Survivor, Camille? I've seen some episodes you've shown me. There's this episode in Survivor Co. Wrong where a bug goes in someone's ear and the entire episode is like her. <laughs> it's like everyone just going about their day. But then when it gets to her, she's always, like, in extreme agony, like, on the ground, holding uh, her ear, just, like, uh, like groaning and crying in agony because there's a bug in oh, her ear. So it kind of reminded me of that, and that's always kind of scarred me because the thought of a bug going in your ear, I, I don't know what, the, what that is. I just feel like a bug could so easily go in my ear without me. Well, I have so much earwax, so actually I don't think it could. I read a book one time. When I was a kid, and this girl living in the desert, she got a, a moth in her ear. And yeah, that scarred me for life. She had to like wait until it died. Like, if a bug goes in your nose, you can blow your nose, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's an exit for the bug at the back, however gross that might be. <laughs> if a bug goes in your ear, you can't reach into your ear and get the bug. The I mean, ear? If you go to the doctor, they can get it out. Yeah, but the the whole process of having to go to the doctor and being so helpless in that moment of like, of like not knowing what to do, it, the ear is like the one hole in your body a bug can go into and really screw you up. I guess maybe your butt, yeah. but oh my God. but the ear is worse. Yeah, that would be pretty terrible to have a bug in your ear. Ugh. Well, yeah, I thought it was interesting that they. Like, liquefied his brain. <laughs> I couldn't tell at first how he died. He just looked like he, his eyes were a little bloodshot. But then they say his brain disintegrated like it was mad cow disease. <laughs> and I don't think mad cow disease liquefies your brain. <laughs> also, I, lo- I love that we find out that Dean watches Oprah in this episode. Oh, Dean. Well, why is he so... It's like that little, like... I know it's like a stupid joke that the writers probably put in because they don't. I, I my, the sense to me is that maybe they didn't really take Dean that seriously as a character because he's like mm-hmm. supposed to be supporting character, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like they almost accidentally write this great character because it's like you. I don't know. You see these moments where he has like this toxic masculinity, like his veneer of masculinity slips away for a second, and he gets so insecure it's like what you said how he's always wearing a mask he's wearing a mask to hide his oprah fan status i don't think he ever mentions oprah again oh my god camille you know that gif of oprah being like bees and she's sending the bees out into the crowd (laughs) 
We, you need to post that on our Twitter. Okay. Oh, I can use that to announce the episode. Mm-hmm. Good PR. Good PR, Camille. Thanks. <laughs> My question is, why did they... Why did they release this information to the papers if they thought it was mad cow disease? <laughs> is that I like that I die of some random disease? They don't tell the paper doesn't tell everyone about it. Well, it's like it maybe because it was a mystery, right? It's one of those things where yeah. everyone's like, "What happened? What happened?" And then a couple of days later, the coroner's like, "I guess it was mad cow disease," even though his brain was completely liquefied and his eyes were gushing out blood <laughs> uh, also why does sam know the scientific name for mad cow disease i don't know that's just kind of weird yeah and it's kind of weird that he would flex on dean like that he's like <laughs> announcing the disease and he's like it's crookeder's jacob's disease and dean's like what the hell man i don't know what you're talking about like just say mad cow disease oh wait 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 what the, what is the name that he said um i have it one second crookfeld jacob something like that yeah i think that's just it's not the scientific name but it's the less common name <laughs> okay that's even so worse. It's, not, <laughs> it's not um that's the human variant Oh, human mad. Okay, I got you. You know something interesting? Uh, um, I know a lot of things that are interesting, but maybe not exactly what you're about to say. There was like a mad cow disease outbreak in in Europe in the '90s when my uh, when my parents lived there, and so <laughs> it's possible that they have mad cow disease because it doesn't appear for like 40 years. <gasps> Oh my god, I I don't even find that interesting. I find that horrifying. Well, I think it's actually been long enough now. So it should be any day. Yeah, any day. <laughs> any so day. I think it weren't I So they said if you if you lived in those areas in that time period, you're you're not allowed to donate blood. Oh my god. Mhm. Well, I hope your parents don't have mad cow disease, but this could be great for our podcast. Like, guys, stay tuned to find out developments if my on parents this. Have mad cow disease? I really doubt it. Well, keep tuning I think in. It was hardly. It was. It wasn't really even in the area they lived in. So, no, I don't think your parents have mad cow disease. I but the really viewers don't, don't need to know that. Just thought it was interesting. That's, I mean, do they talk about that a lot? That's pretty scary. Oh, they've mentioned it to me. I mean, of course they told me when I was, like, a kid, so I freaked out. <gasps> I really, like, when I was a kid, I did not like beef because I was afraid of mad cow. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, but now I eat beef. I'm fine. Can your parents go get tested for it? Or is this something, like, you literally just have to wait and see? I think you just have to wait and see. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I guess that's kind of like with all all life things though, like when you're getting older, you never know what type of what you're going to develop. True. Like you can get those DNA tests that tell you if you're going to get Parkinson's or something. I don't I don't think I would ever want to do that. Oh, I got a DNA test that um 
told me if I was at risk for some things. I'm surprised you got one of those done. I will never do that because they sell your DNA to like companies. I know, that's what Claire was telling me. My my dad got me. He got it for me, and I'm like, your dad's a government plant, dude. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> he did it too. So I was like, well, they already have his information. Did he share his results with you? Like, yeah, it said I have a uh, straight hair and my hair is wavy. Okay, that's what all people with straight hair say. I say that, too. No, my hair is actually wavy. Well, same, but I'm just saying, like... I think my my wave pattern is a little wavier than yours, but... uh, Okay, okay, okay. okay. I've been letting my hair just go natural. Um, Usually I blow dry it or I straighten it, so... I, I think... I think you'll see. The next time you see me, you'll see, like, what my hair actually looks like. (laughs) Okay, we'll see. I'm going to show you what my hair actually looks like, too, then. I've been letting my hair go natural, too. (laughs) Did it say anything about, like, anything that would relate to our podcast and the success of our podcast? Mm. It said I'm more likely to have a fear of public speaking. Okay, so, yeah. All right, that, okay. (laughs) It said I am not likely to have a fear of heights, though, and I do. Camille is so scared of heights. I remember we would go to um, football games, and Camille like wouldn't go up into the bleachers because she was so scared. Yeah. I don't like going up high in the bleachers. <laughs> I actually don't like. I feel you on that, Camille. I don't know if I'm scared of heights. I am the my worst fear is freaking Ferris wheels. I hate Ferris wheels, and I feel like Ferris wheels kind of give me the same vibe as bleachers because they're both kind of unstable like they don't feel safe when you're on them i've been on a ferris wheel and i was scared it's horrible it's it just is so horrible i can't even describe it why would you invent that who what crazy person i get a roller coaster yeah it's kind of cool to like see out though and like a roller coaster like whips around your neck like it can be painful and especially if you get like motion sickness I am mm, still think Ferris wheels more horrible and dangerous and horrific. That's the worst invention. Seriously, worst. I just don't like how slow it goes. Like, I wanted to be down. And, like, we were up there for, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> I, I once went on a Ferris wheel at Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. with my sister Abby. Shout out, Abby. Uh, but it was when we were up there... Uh, the crazy, like, you know, when beach thunderstorms happen, it's pretty intense. A beach mm-hmm. thunderstorm happened and it was like this super, it, it, it was so scary because I already hate Ferris wheels. And it was like a thing where, you know, when you're with people and they force you into doing something you're terrified of uh, yeah. because it's fun for them. That was like the situation. Aww. So my parents are on the ground. They're like, woo, woo. And we're passing by, we're like going down and then back up. And I'm like. I look terrified. They think I'm having the time of my life. Like, they, I think they thought I was joking, but genuinely, I wanted to cry. Oh. But maybe that's how Sam and Dean felt in this episode. <laughs> Bring it back what? around. That doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work? In the attic? They wanted to cry in the attic. I would. <laughs> I think they were just... They didn't... They were ill-prepared yeah, I don't know why they showed up at midnight. 
with just one can of bug spray in a lighter. No, they didn't even bring the bug spray. The bug spray was already in the house. Oh my god. Yeah. What did they think they were going to do? I think they they were just checking. They were hoping the family would be gone. They wanted to just drive by. Their freaking 13-year-old convinced them to leave the house because there were bugs coming. (laughs) Well, Dean was right. The kid should have lied. Sam, that was stupid of Sam. (laughs) But Sam was having his little... Okay, do you buy into the... I get what the storyline is showing us. Like, setting up the Sam and Dad storyline or whatever. But it felt really forced in this episode. And I... Yeah, it was incredibly forced in this episode. But I feel like maybe this that's how it would happen more in real life. You you'd think be so? like talking to a kid. You'd be like, oh, yeah, don't worry. Your life sucks now. But when you get to college, you'll be all right. And then your brother behind you is like... What do you mean? <laughs> it's like, your, your life is fine. <laughs> I would probably be offended by that, too. Because, like, if, if Abby went to college and I never got to go to college, and then Abby uh-huh. was, like, telling some weird kid who uh, was obsessed with bugs and worms. Worms aren't even yeah. insects, by the way. But um, if Abby was telling this kid, like, oh, yeah, don't worry. Like, when you get to college, you'll be so free and everything will be better. I'm like, damn, your life got better when you got away from me? That's kind of shady. Yeah. But uh, I get what Sam's saying. I'm not vilifying Sam. As we learned last week, I am a Sam girl now. Uh, but not really. I'm a Dean girl. But I am sort of a Sam girl. Yeah, it was kind of hard. I think this episode is kind of hard knowing what what their relationship with their father actually was and like (laughs) Sam's relationship with him was obviously terrible but as we go further into the show you realize that (laughs) Dean's relationship with him was not good either well it's weird for me because I don't really know much about the show but I know the fandom hates the dad oh yeah their dad is the worst yeah but in this episode it seems like they're setting up a very sympathetic arc for the dad well okay i think they're setting up an arc for sam to forgive their dad but i think you can forgive someone that doesn't deserve to be forgiven and i think that might be what sam does in this instance i think i think sam's journey right now is all about he's he's so focused on revenge and that he needs to learn forgiveness. Mm. Do you think part of it is that Sam sees that moment that the dad and his insect son have at the end and, and kind of says, oh, maybe me and my dad could have that. I really want that. But then, like, that's not actually possible for him. But he's having this moment of, like, softness yeah. where he's like, I really do want that. And and I'm willing to open myself up to that because I feel so attached to this kid right now and and I just saw him have this moment yeah yeah I think you're right oh media analysis media analysis when they're hitting you over the head with it (laughs) (laughs) what do we think about Dean and Sam being mistaken for a couple here what do you think Misha Collins would if Misha Collins tweeted about that would he get run off the site of Twitter Definitely. Okay. Well, what do we think of it? Let's get run off of our, let's get run off of Spotify. I, I don't want to be so critical of this episode, but Miranda, I don't, I do not like 
the the gay jokes with Dean and Sam because this is the first of many. Well, okay. Here's my thing with it. This is a very canned joke, right? This joke has been done. Yeah. So it to me, it's a little cheap. It's not like you're paying homage to anything. It's not from this great piece of media where these two brothers are mistaken as being a couple. It's like, oh, it's like a stupid joke about gay people. It's like very dated, very 2005. When you're watching it, you just like kind of cringe. Yeah. I like it though because... I, I I don't like it, but I like it because it shows me that they aren't homophobic because they the way they respond, I'm like, oh, okay. But obviously the CW's not gonna write like homophobic characters <laughs> into their show. I hope not. Uh but like I I like that they're these macho guys who like kind of are like, oh ha ha. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. It is date it's dated. And it's not even original or funny to me, no, at it's least. Not. Maybe it's like funny to the macho guy. Maybe it's funny to 2005. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Was it dated in 2005, though, or is it, is it dated now? Because I feel like. I think it's more dated now. I, I feel I mean, like. 2005, I've... we were eight, so. Oh my God. What the say. heck? I was eight. I can't even. I can't believe I was ever a kid. I guess I'm still pretty young oh, right I now. Can. I still feel like a kid. I feel like a kid too, but sometimes I look at children and I'm like, I feel like I've become the age where mm-hmm. I look at kids and I'm like, oh my God, they're going to be an adult one day. And I start getting really, it like hits me in a t- completely different way than yeah. interacting with children used to. I'm like, oh my God, what are you going to be like as an adult? Like you're going to grow yeah. up into a, a fully developed yeah. person. Like, what? That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's interesting. You know what what blew my mind um, a while ago was that I was having a a conversation with one of the kids at the preschool I worked at. And (laughs) if anyone anyone wants to know, I used to be a preschool teacher. (laughs) No, you have the, the demeanor. You have a very calming thing about you. I hope so. (laughs) But, um, and I was talking to them and they were talking about Frozen. And I was like, hmm, I wonder when Frozen came out. Because this was when Frozen 2 had just come out. And I was like, I wonder if they remember the first Frozen. I said, do you remember watching the first Frozen? They said, uh, not really. So I was like, I wonder when that first came out. And it had come out before they were born. (laughs) I was like, are you serious? I'm having a conversation with someone that was born after Frozen came out. Well, Frozen, wasn't that in when we were in high school? I remember everyone got so obsessed with Frozen. Yeah, we were Frozen. like seniors in high school. Why was everyone so obsessed with Frozen? I still have never seen it. It's good, but... I don't think I'm ever going to watch it. Just like I'm never going to watch Game of Thrones. It has very, like, elder sibling younger sibling dynamic so if you like supernatural you might like frozen (laughs) i'm not gonna watch frozen this is something i completely stand by in my life there's not many i don't have many principles but one of them is to not watch frozen i just i didn't like it because i watched i really i really like tangled 
And then when I watched Frozen, I was like, I really didn't like how the art style, they basically copy and pasted like Rapunzel's, they copy and pasted like new hair colors onto Rapunzel is what I felt like. You know how the art style is so similar? Yeah, that's why I don't really like... Like, I like the old school animation. Or, like, Studio Ghibli even... Or my Oh, my God. The most recent Studio Ghibli movie was... It's so embarrassing. Oh, my God. One what? of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. But... What was it? Earwig and the Witch. It's on HBO Max. It's mm-hmm. made by um, Miyazaki's son. So it's not made by him, but oh my god, Camille, even my mom, and my mom, I can be kind of like snobby, I guess, or I'm very, not snobby, but I'm very like, I only watch, I don't watch like movies where I'm like, oh, this isn't like great. I don't really do that. (laughs) It's cut to me. Like, I love the Scooby-Doo movie, but... (laughs) But like this movie, even my mom, who will watch like any movie, she was like, that movie? She was like, what the hell was that? I haven't seen it. Maybe I'll watch it. I don't even remember what I was talking about. You're talking about Frozen. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I just like the the more like the drawn. I like it. Animation to be drawn. Yeah. CGI is best when it's not noticeable. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think there was a problem in this episode is that the CGI was very noticeable. I think maybe if I were watching it like on a little TV back in 2005, I wouldn't see it. But watching it on modern day device, I can see it. Because I remember the first time I watched it, I the CGI didn't look bad to me. But maybe that was just because I watched it so many years ago. Okay, one okay, this is one thing that I really liked. Mm-hmm. A line from this episode that I loved is when they're ta- they're leaving uh they're like they just talked to the Native American guy. They're leaving and Sam says, "That's the spring equinox." And then Dean says, out of nowhere, he says, "The night the sun and the moon share the sky as equals." Like what? Yeah, that's what Joe uh what was his name? Joe Whitefeather. Oh, supernatural! Why they the, the I have such a problem with the way they they try to make it seem so mystical when they go. To, is it a reservation that the Native Americans are on? Like what they make it so, seem yeah. like so like mystical? I'm like, oh my god! Like shades of of racism. Actually, I I think I I don't know for like I'm not Native American, but it felt a little weird. No, I didn't. I mean, there's a there's a like magic Native American trope, and they definitely played it straight with this one, and it <laughs> it didn't add anything to the to the episode. There was I I don't think anything was gained from it. It's just a cliche. This is what confuses me so much. There's already been two episodes. We're eight episodes in. There's been two episodes about Native American stuff. And they, ne- mm-hmm. you tell me they never do an episode about Bigfoot. Nope. And they do, they never do an episode about aliens. Mm-hmm. I I saw on Twitter that they do an episode about leprechauns. Yes, I think. 
I think so, yeah. Are the leprechauns evil or are they nice? Do they ever uh, have any nice creatures come? Nice creatures? Like a unicorn or something? I mean, they have angels. <laughs> well, we're going to wait till next episode when Misha Collins comes on to talk about that. Respectfully. <laughs> yeah, they have an angel. Or they have angels. Um, no unicorn. Uh, they have fairies. I've seen Labyrinth. The fairies in that movie are evil. Okay. So I don't know how to feel about that. Well, the angels on the show aren't very good either, so... Do they ever go to an aquarium? No. My god, that would be so... Like, you could... It would look so good. Like, shooting in an aquarium, I feel like would look so good, but... I don't think they have the budget for it. For an aquarium? They couldn't even yeah, shoot the finale? Thing. Imagine the finale in an aquarium, like Cass confessing his love and then getting sent straight to hell. And and behind him you have like all these tropical fish and you have the light filtering through the water. That would look so good. It would look good. Well, in our reboot, our reboot that we make, we can do that. Okay. That sounds amazing. I'm going to have my pitch ready for Jensen Ackles' uh, production company. Okay. Supernatural, the fish edition. <laughs> I just love manatees. I don't know. I'm thinking a lot about manatees right now, so that's why I started saying... Because I was talking about unicorns, oh, and then I was like... Oh, they never have a mermaid episode either. What? Nope. No mermaids. Do they have any water evil creatures? Like, do they have a... Uh, Loch Ness Monster type of thing? Nope. They have a siren. Well, yeah, the police are in, like, every episode. <laughs> um, They have genies. <laughs> really? Do they mm-hmm. get wishes from them? Kind of. You'll see. Do they have to rub, like, a lantern? Nope. Oh, my God. Some of this stuff stresses me out, and I don't know why. You know what's been stressing me out lately is, uh, like, I've never finished a show that I liked in my life. All my favorite shows I don't finish. And I'm going to mm-hmm. have to finish this show because we have this podcast going on. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's weighing on me because now I'm really in with this. I'm very committed right now. So I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, you just wait. Well, yeah, because right now it's really fun. But I feel like there's a lull, for sure. There's going to be a lull before we even reach the bad seasons. (laughs) Oh, Camille! Okay. (laughs) It's okay. We can have a whole episode about manatees or... I I I love goblin sharks, hammerheads. We can have an episode about that. Do they ever have a shark in the show? A shark? Yeah. No. Why? They have 15 seasons and a shark never shows up. They have a they genie but not a shark. Watered. Why? They had a whole episode about the water. I don't know. I d- cost. Do they ever have a tiger? No. What the hell? I don't think they do much. They don't do much with animals. All their monsters are just some guy. Wait, wait. Okay, here's a question. Do they ever have a woman who's not used as a sexual object? Um, yes, mothers. Okay. You, okay. Can, you can either be a, sub- a sex object or a mother in the show.
Okay, because I was noticing the woman in this episode died uh, butt naked, so I had that written down. Oh my god, her death was so dumb. <laughs> she literally, how she died was she got so scared that she accidentally flung herself through her shower door. Oh no. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. No, no, no. She died from spider bites, though. I don't think she died from the shower door. Dean tells... No, I'm pretty sure she died from the shower door. Didn't no, she? no. Dean Dean tells the kid that she died from spider bites. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't see the spiders descend on her after that. Well, no. I mean, they already got the full body shot. So. Also, I liked how he like he found the towel with the spiders in it, and he shook it out, and they're obviously like freaking spiders, Halloween spiders from Party City, but they felt the need to <laughs> make Jared and Jensen fight real bees. <laughs> oh yeah, should we talk about that, Camille? You should introduce yeah, that because why me? Well, you're the person who who allegedly knows so much about this show. You know, I'm just the bum who's watching it for the first time. Um. Well, they made Jared and Jensen fight real bees for this episode, and then they they found out afterwards that they couldn't see the bees <laughs> when they were filming it, so then they CGI'd them in anyway. Yeah, they were like, we don't want to... Well, they were right. Their instincts were right about the CGI, because the CGI looked horrible. Yeah. But uh, the bees didn't show up. They should have used wasps, because those oh, are bigger. You want to guess, guess how many bees they had in this episode? How, like, when they first tried to shoot it? Well, guess, like, how many bees I, they released into that attic. Okay, I f- my guess, I'm worried because I think I'm going to overshoot. But I'm, I, for some reason, 5,000 is popping into my head. You're too low. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. If the bees, isn't it that if bees, like, one bee starts stinging you, they all will start? I haven't heard that. Okay, I just made that up. But I feel like for some reason in my head that makes sense. Okay. Okay, wait, I'm going to look this up. If one bee in a swarm stings you, will they all sting you? Okay, I'm reading an article about a bee attack. If a bee bumps into you, it's not an accident. Run! <laughs> That's what it says. Oh my god. Um. Oh no, Camille, it says... It says, um... Okay. If a colony of bees thinks you're a predator, it first sends out a few guard bees to warn you away by headbutting you. If you feel a headbutt, run, because the next thing that comes is a full-scale attack by the entire hive. Uh, Don't I feel hesitate. Like that's fear-mongering. I've, I've had bees bump into me plenty of times and haven't been stung ever, so... Oh my god, it says don't fl- flail your arms and don't swat. Dean and Sam yeah. are not listening to that. No. I mean, at that point, they're already screwed, though, so your instincts are just going to kick in. Well, you want to guess how many bees there were? 10,000? More. No, I'm done. I am done. No. How the... No. I don't... I refuse to believe that. They couldn't have a shark on the show, but they had over 10,000 bees making a They had 60,000 bees. Oh my god, I don't even know how to react to that. They got stung a lot. Really? How much? Okay, wait, I didn't even know they got stung. You need to tell me about that. 
Well, all I know is they got stung, but I guess they're okay now. The rest of the crew had like be um like be uh clothes on, you know the Oh, but didn't the uh, the director didn't though. Oh, he didn't. No, I heard this from Jensen or or maybe Jared. Okay. They said that they loved this director because the director was like, "Yeah, you guys are going to basically be in a room with 60,000 bees." Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Okay, that sounds horribly dangerous and unnecessary." But mm-hmm. the director because to like show solidarity to them, the director went in with n- just plain clothes. Oh, no protection, which I think made them a lot more comfortable. Or I don't know, more comfortable, but I guess it was just a nice gesture. That was Kim Manners. He did Dead in the Water too. He did a lot of episodes. I I do remember they they liked him a lot. He was well liked on on Supernatural. Was it his call to do the? I wonder whose call it was to do this. How do you order sixty thousand bees? You know, I don't know. Especially if you're like a small TV show, like freaking on the CW. <laughs> Oh, you know what we should talk about? How they take the box of skulls. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was weird. Well, not weird, but it was very conspicuous. And so they 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 find this skull in the wood and they just start packing it up. They just put it in a box and they bring it to this professor at the college who doesn't ask any any sort of questions. He's just like, oh, yeah, that's cool, guys. He's like, that's a very interesting find. If someone brought three skulls to my office, uh-huh. I would be a little perturbed, yeah, a little concerned, a little he's suspicious. Like, he's like, nah, just let me date those for you. You know, no big deal. And how does he know they're Native American uh, skulls? What he said was he could tell how old they were. And he said from the time period and the location. But I'll tell you my story about doing something similar. What? Camille, what do you got to say, girl? Doing something similar to finding a skull? <laughs> so so one day my my ex-boyfriend was walking through the arboretum at our school. And he just happens to find on the ground, he happens to find this arrowhead on the ground. And he's like, I think this is like a like a Native American arrowhead. And so he has me bring it to my, my archaeology professor because he thinks that will give me brownie points with her. He had already brought it to his professor and showed it to him. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. We think it's that looks legit. And then he was able to tell him what time period it was from. And so he says, Camille, you should take this to your your professor. It might it might win you over with her. She might think it's really cool. And so I take it to her and she goes, You should have removed it from its original spot. Like apparently in archaeology it's really important that you not move where you found the thing because that's well, not an archaeologist though. That's a little weird to shame oh, you for yeah. that. She was like she didn't really shame me, but she's like, next time if you find something like that, just make sure you leave it where it was. So, the, but, so us archaeologists can find it because we want it. We want to put it in a museum. <laughs> well, I guess I guess what I should have done is gone and told her about it, and then by the time they got there, it would have been gone. But <laughs> well, my my great uncle used to collect uh, arrowheads, arrowheads all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because where my family lives in Tennessee, a lot of Cherokee people mm-hmm. used to live, and like in the mountains up there, and uh, he would always like go down to the the river and he would go into the mountains mm-hmm. and he was so good at finding 
arrowheads. He had like a huge collection of them. So mm-hmm. he would not get along with your archaeology professor at all. She would have a huge <laughs> problem with him. Like huge. He found a lot of arrowheads. Yeah. I think I think um he had found arrowheads before like this wasn't his first one, but it was pretty cool. They said it was for it was made out of material that was probably further up north and they had traveled down south to hunt. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Camille, I like how you're you're likening this to finding a skull though. Although I guess it is sort of good advice, you know, they should have left the skulls. Yeah, I think that was what I was trying to get around to, is that I think the professor would have told him, (laughs) number one, um, where did you get these? (laughs) Yeah, imagine them bringing that, imagine if you brought three skulls to that professor. Look what I found! Get some brownie points. killed me. (laughs) Oh my god. But I thought that was funny. The professor's just like, oh yeah, hey dude. So let me, uh, let me take a look at these here skulls and uh, send you on your way. Oh, you know what I wrote down? What? That I thought this episode really showed the importance of unionizing. Because I was like, look at what all those bugs got done when they worked together. You're right. Like, they drove what? that whole community... They took mm-hmm. that they took that community back. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting how at the beginning of the episode it was only the people that were dying were the the people that had died so far were the construction worker and the surveyor. It wasn't the people that had, you know, torn down the <laughs> the land who had like ordered the construction of all these buildings. It was just, you know, these blue collar men trying to do their jobs. <laughs> Yeah, they even, their families. they even have that line, like, I could never even afford the, this house. And then the mm-hmm. guy dies in a sinkhole. Who do you think Sam and Dean were defending in this episode? Who were they defending? Mm-hmm. <sighs> you think they cared that much about the the tribal land being disturbed? I didn't get the sense from them in this episode, like, in the text of this episode that they did. I, they make some, like... In the, when they're talking to that Native American guy, I wish I could remember his name. I think it was Joe Whitefeather, but let me look. Well, when they're talking to him, they they're making these like, uh, like classic white people. Like they're like, oh, yep, we've heard this story before. They're making those type of faces. So I mm-hmm. think they're like obviously annoyed. They it it almost seems like they've had experience with this type of thing before. <laughs> that was kind of the vibe I was getting. But I don't know if they're, they necessarily care that much. To me, I liked the line where Dean was like, you don't break a curse, you get out of its way. I like that line a lot. Uh, yeah. To where, to and Dean was kind of saying like, I guess underlying of that is, yeah, nobody should live here ever. Not just for this one night. Like, we got to get people out of the way. Yeah. Forever. But I don't know exactly what's... I I think they just don't want people to get hurt. I I just think that's all they're focused on. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think so. I think Sam and Dean they just don't want anyone else to die. I think the episode though makes the tribe seem sympathetic though. Oh yeah, it doesn't even seem like 
Yeah, they definitely seem really sympathetic. Which I thought that was, I guess that was a little upside. Like usually with a, with a trope like that, maybe they're not as sympathetic. Well, I was wondering what you thought about, okay, the ending really got me because when they're in the attic, are we supposed to understand that they're up there all night long from 12 a.m. to 5 a.m. fighting the bees? Because the way it's edited, to me, it seemed like all of a sudden this like holy light came from above and the bees yeah. like left. And I was like, oh, my God, what's caught? Like for a second, I was like, is a helicopter coming and shining a spotlight on the house? Is like something else messing with what's going on but then i was like oh my god is the implication that they were fighting the bees like that all Until night morning yeah also the I bugs guess. were so good at killing people before how come these bugs couldn't get the job done uh you know sam and dean they were so smart they closed the door they were like fighting them like what how do you fight a bug you can't <laughs> you uh you do your little fire at them I really don't understand how they survive survive that, honestly. I don't. Like, that's not computing in my head. And I know, like, you just have to accept it. But I'm having troubles with it. Oh, also, I like how when Sam calls that little kid or that teenager. Oh, my God. That was weird. I don't know why I called a teenager a little kid. But how he answers the phone and says, Sam, my backyard's crawling with cockroaches. Like, damn, say hello first. I like this kid, the actor that plays him, is another character in a later season. And I like to think that they're the same person, kind of. If you've seen the, if you've seen the show, Miranda, close your ears. It's, wait, wait, um, I have to close my ears? Yeah, close your ears. I don't know how. How am I going to okay. know when to open them? Um, I'm going to have to edit this, Camille. Like I'm going to hear two it. two seconds. No, I'm going to hear what you're about to say. Okay. Okay, he plays Samandriel. So if you've seen the show, you know who that is. I When I was watching it, I was like, this kid looks really familiar. And then I realized who it was. Samandriel. That's cool that he comes back. Mm-hmm. I like to imagine they're the same person, though. It makes things more interesting. I like how he, uh, this kid ends the episode hating bugs. It's like same, dude. Except I started out that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, I don't like stinging things. Other bugs, I'm okay with. Like, I'm not that afraid of spiders or anything. But... Oh, really? I am. Yeah, my mom hates spiders. I'm most afraid of ticks. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see. I've never had one. Are you serious? I used to have so many ticks. I think my parents let me go out into the woods too much as a kid. I was a little bit let loose. Uh, my parents are very overprotective. So whenever I went on Girl Scout trips, like, I would be doused in bug spray. Oh, I never used... Well, I had Lyme disease, but you know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, ticks scare the crap out of me. Imagine if you ticks know, were swarming their house. A done. Uh, I would just lay down and die. You know why there there are so many ticks in America is because we used to have a bird called the passenger pigeon, and uh, we hunted it. Ticks. Huh? Oh yeah. It, it, oh, they eat ticks. They ate ticks. We hunted it to extinction, and now we have like ticks don't really have a natural 
predator. And also um, because of the way that suburbia is, it's mm-hmm. like all these little animals are like the last ones that are left. We have mice and rabbits and stuff like that. And those oh. carry ticks that have a lot of diseases. Mm-hmm. So, but possums eat ticks, you guys. So got to give respect to possums. Nice. I've never seen a possum in real life. I see them all the time dead on the road. But I want to see one in real life. Yeah, I might have seen a few dead. I get so drastically, so sad when I see a possum on the side of the road because when possums get hit by cars, a lot of the times their babies are still in their pouch and they're still alive. So I always think to myself, I have to... I should be going to save those babies, but I don't want to touch a dead possum and I wouldn't like, so I don't do it. Yeah, but just knowing not that. a good idea. Yeah, but I'm like, oh my God, I should go save those babies. And then I'm like, oh my God, would the baby start I mean, they, eating the mom? Uh, they, I think they were probably killed on impact too. No, I read online that like you should go check because a lot of times the babies are still alive. Hmm. I read a lot about possums. So, uh, I went through a big possum phase. Oh. Are there, is there ever a possum in Supernatural? Not that I know of. Oh, it's a shame. That would be cheap, cheap to get a possum. I don't think, after this one, I don't think they do a lot of animals anymore. Well, I can see why after getting 60,000 bees. I can kind of see how that would. They do have, um, they got Nelson on for the last episode, though. So. Oh, that's true. My my dog, uh, Nelson, looks just like that dog they had in the finale. Miracle. Oh, miracle whip. <laughs> oh, I love that dog. Man, I get depressed when I think about the finale. I don't even have any stock in this show, really. Yeah, I don't. I don't like to think about it. Camille, do you feel almost like grateful that I know about the finale? Would it be hard for you to do this show with me if I didn't? know how it ended it would i think it would be harder because i would feel like i was leading you to your death <laughs> yeah it really would be tough I, I can see how that would be really tough i i've seen the last three episodes so i know or no i've seen the episode i've seen the last two episodes and i've seen clips of when Cass says his whole thing the thing mm-hmm. that misha collins is forbidden to speak on uh, he's you're right got an nda but once that nda expires he has agreed to come on our show to kind of hash things out but uh that won't be until next for six years Ooh, i think his nda probably expires in less time than that yeah it, 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 he said it would expire by next week's episode so he'll be on oh you're right yeah so look forward to that you guys well i'm excited to have misha as our guest I'm also excited for our friend Sarah to come on. Oh, that's that is true. Our friend Sarah, if uh, Misha cancels again, we're probably gonna have uh, Sarah come on, who is also a fan of the show. Sarah has seen the first three seasons, and she told me that she stopped after that oh. because she didn't like the angels. Oh, so we're gonna get a cast hater on our show. She just. I don't think she even knows who Cass is, but she said she didn't like the introduction of angels into the show, so she liked the Monster of the Week episodes. Huh. Well, we're going to have to see what episode uh, 
she comes on for. It has mm-hmm. to be a good one. It can't be like a stinker. It does. Yeah. I was thinking maybe Scarecrow because I love that episode. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And that's uh, coming up like in three three episodes. It's episode 11. Well, it would be fun to have her on for Scooby Natural. But that one's so far away. <laughs> I can't believe they did Scooby Natural. I'm I'm so happy that they did. I think that might be like a kind of controversial opinion. I think some people really didn't like it, but I loved it. Did they ever do a musical episode? Um, not in the classic sense, no. Oh my god, I can't stand it. Shows go for over seven seasons. All of a sudden, they have mu- every show has a musical episode for some reason. Mm-hmm. Every show does not need a musical episode. Like, what if no. you guys turned on our podcast one day and Camille and I were just singing it the whole time? Like, that you would, would not so want irritating. to watch. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. If we ever do a musical episode, just know we've we've lost it. <laughs> Just know that Camille has decided to stop doing the PR for this podcast if we do a musical episode. (laughs) If you ever see any really weird tweets to celebrities, just know that. I've stopped asking Camille for permission. I all, guys, there's so much in these episodes that you don't hear because we'll we'll talk about something like last episode we had probably a 15 minute conversation about Misha's tweet and then Camille says to me, "Yeah, you're going to have to cut all that out." Like and I I listened to her because I re- I think Camille's smarter about that type of stuff than I am. But there's so much that's like that is just gone that that you guys will never know. I think we can we can talk about the show like we can talk about the controversial topics in the show. I'm not going to shy away from that. I think sometimes it's better to just take a step back from all the like actor drama especially while it's happening because you don't know you don't know what's going to go down. <laughs> See, I'm a I'm of a different opinion. I think it's best to talk about that while it's happening and talk about it as much as we can because mm-hmm. that'll get everyone really riled up and either people are going to love it or hate it. And I don't want people to hate it though. Yeah, but That's what the it... difference between you and me here like, oh, well, any press is good press and I'm like, I can, I literally cannot emotionally handle someone not liking something that I'm doing. <laughs> Camille. Okay, guys, I don't know how long this podcast is going to last. <laughs> I might have to lock Camille out of the Twitter account and, like, not let her know what's going on on there if at I get point. one piece of hate mail, I'm, I'm quitting. Camille, no, listen. Like, I think getting hate is good because, to me, if someone hates what we're doing, that's better than somebody listening and turning it off because it's boring. Like, at least we're... Uh, I guess you're right. If I get hate mail saying that it's boring. <laughs> yeah, that's just mean. But if people are like, I don't agree with your opinion, and then they get super yeah, mean about right. it, it's like, okay, I get it. Like, that's most true. of my opinions are pretty bad. Like, I know that. So it's fun when people <laughs> tell me. And don't worry. It's good that we have two of us, because I'm like, well, if they don't like the show, then it's Miranda's fault. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> I I think I think about that sometimes. Like, what if someone's listening and they're like, "Oh, I love this Camille girl, but I cannot listen anymore because Miranda is so annoying." Like, that's probably hap- gonna happen at some. No, point. no. I, it will. It will for both of us. Yeah, I mean, everyone's gonna have their favorite. 
Yeah, it'll be Camille because of her calming aura and her PR skills. But I'll be the runner. I'll be a runner up for sure. <laughs> Guys, I listen, I edit these podcasts, so I'm a, an essential part of the crew. Yeah, yeah, you know how to make yourself look favorable. <laughs> no, I don't. Some of these we actually... <laughs> I really don't. That's the problem. Like, that's why you have to tell me what to cut out. I think you've been doing a good job so far. Well, Camille, to be fair, you've listened to one episode all the way through, so you have no idea what I've been doing. I've done two now. You've done two? Okay, I wanted to ask you this. Do you enjoy listening to them? Because I don't want you to feel like you have to. I was just like, I actually do, yeah. Okay. I just, I have a hard time listening to my own voice but I've grown kind of accustomed to it now okay yeah because I didn't want you to like listen to it and then start to feel weird by listening to it because you feel like because I was just joking about that stuff before I think it was uh, some of the stuff I didn't remember and I was like oh that was actually kind of funny yeah right that's what that's why I like taking a break and then going back like when I was listening to Phantom Traveler Uh oh I wanted to tell you this okay wait this will be a good thing to wrap up the episode before our outro. Okay. I was driving back from this great taco place in our town the other day. I was picking up tacos for me and my mom, having a movie mm-hmm. night. And I decided to listen to our podcast, the episode of Phantom Traveler. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it and because I, I wanted to hear... Because when I think about a podcast, I think you're listening to it when you're driving or you're listening to it when you're going to sleep. So mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to hear the audio levels in the car. Yeah. And I also just wanted to listen to a podcast that I didn't really remember. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to it and I was like, you know, what? this is pretty good. Like, this is kind of a oh. banger. And then I almost crashed because the person in front of me, like, br- <laughs> hit their brakes, put on their yield signs, and there was nowhere for them to pull off. And yeah. I was thinking, oh, my God. Imagine how embarrassing it would be for me to crash and be laying there dead, like laying there dead while our podcast is playing. That is That'd so, be so embarrassing. It would be humiliating. I can tell you the song that was playing when I got in my car accident. What song was it? Should I play it, it as a, the outro? It was. It was. I only want to be with you by. Um, Dar- it was either Darius Rucker or Hootie and the Blowfish. It was not a good song to have a car crash, too. Can you not yeah, listen only to it? Be with you, by Hootie and the Blowfish. I can't not anymore. I never heard that that little detail. Yeah, I couldn't. I didn't remember until I heard it another time, and I was I like had a flashback. <laughs> Camille, I feel like as I've gotten older, uh huh, I truly understand how traumatic that must have been for you. It was just like, I think the most traumatic part of it was realizing that I could hurt someone else. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not really afraid of getting in a car accident and getting hurt because I didn't really get hurt in it. But I'm like, what if I, like, freaking, like, really hurt someone? Like, I don't know. That's the most terrifying part for me. I can relate to that. One of my worst fears is accidentally killing someone. Yeah. Because I'm like, would I go to jail? Would I, what would happen? My life would be ruined because I would be like emotion. How do you recover from that? I don't think you yeah, can. Yeah, like I would feel guilt forever. Ugh. But don't worry, Camille. That's not going to happen. I hope not. <laughs> I hope I never kill someone. Should we do the outro now? I feel like that's a good note to end on. 
I think we need to give our ratings for the episode. Oh, I always forget. Camille, you are the guru of this podcast. Oh, my God. I didn't even do a rating. You know what? Okay. My rating for this episode was a... All right, this is getting kind of tough because I'm comparing it to all my other ones. And I'm like, okay, I got to be careful. I got to tread carefully here. I'm going to give it a 4.5. No, 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 no. That's way too low. I'm going to give it a 5. Okay. Out of 10. Okay. I give it like a 1.25 out of 10. Oh my god. You you say like all my life I've thought of you as like the biggest Supernatural fan. Last episode she ranked the the Hookman a sad face out of 10. Like, do you even like this show? I do, I swear. No, I know That should make you feel better. That should make you feel better that this is one of the worst episodes. Okay. No, because no, no, you're I like, believe. oh, well, all the rest of them are going to be better than this one. Mm-hmm. They better be. I gave it, on my ranking, I gave it a 302 out of 327. Ooh. So that uh, that ranks a little bit lower than Hookman. I think three lower. I think Hookman was 299, right? Oh, I, th- I can't remember. Well... Bottom 10% again. But there are ones worse. So look forward to that, Miranda. <laughs> well, I'm sure there are many, many more that are better. There are. There are many more that are better. So that's good. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for watching this episode of the Supernatural Podcast Ramble On. We just watched Bugs, which... um Thanks for sticking with us for that one. And next week we'll watch the ninth episode of season one, which is Home. And that one is interesting, and I think you'll like it, Miranda. I'm looking forward to it. Um, as always, thank you. Uh, you can follow us on our socials at uh, Ramalon Podcast on Twitter. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.